Section 5 of Diary of a Suicide by Wallace E. Baker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 5. Havana, Tuesday, July 2, 1912, 12.45 a.m. I don't know whether it was a premonition which caused me to put mourning at the head of my previous entry, because now, the same night, or the next morning, very early, I am obliged to repudiate it all. It is no use. My philosophy as outlined last week would be all right, but for two things, that is, my absolute lack of opportunity of touching life, and my absolute lack of strength, physical, mental, or moral, to cultivate power. Determinism is forced on me against my will. As far as possible in my good moods, I suppose I shall follow my first philosophy of Tuesday, June 25, but nevertheless I am fast being forced to a thorough determinism because I simply cannot control myself. What I might have done had I not been forced to become a victim of our commercial system, so that at twenty-two I am exhausted, my enthusiasm and hope almost killed by deadly routine and no prospect of relief, I do not know, but I think I would have accomplished much under careful training or even a fair opportunity to express my individuality. Tonight everything seems hopeless. Whether insanity is creeping on me I do not know. I simply must have sexual intercourse to relieve the strain, and it is the lack of it which brings on these moods. If for nothing else, woman is a necessity for me to relieve the great strain when routine becomes so deadly as to tempt me to throw everything to the winds. If I could come home and have a woman, I am sure that I could be saved much if not all this, the worst of it, at least but our damnable conventions keep me from them, and keep them from me, even though many women are enduring tortures of unrelieved emotion for lack of what I could give them. Oh, life is indeed hell, why or wherefore I don't know, and I am fast reaching the point where I care less. In an evil moment I consented to stay on here for a few weeks longer, for a consideration of my return fare to New York. This means three more weeks before I can get away from this damnable place which has been getting on my nerves more and more, so that I never hated anything as I hate this island, and everything and everyone on it. Havana, July 3, 1912 Well, despite my little outburst of early yesterday morning, I am still in the fight. After every defeat I arise, chastened, perhaps, but with a growing feeling that I will win. I must confirm and add to my philosophy as outlined on June 25th. As I wrote yesterday, determinism seems to be true as things are at present, but even accepting this does not make me any the less of a fighter. For it is quite consistent with that philosophy that my determinism is to be something, and the weak periods are only to strengthen me. As to the life part of it, that is still a little doubtful. I have not touched it enough. My experiences have not been broad enough with the other sex for me to throw over all conventions, for I know from experience and the experiences of others that when a woman plays fast and loose she loses so much that even conventionalism sometimes seems preferable to a loosening of the bonds. My idea was to idealize the relations, have all children legitimate. While I think my part would be done all right, I doubt other men and women. Besides, I have always had an unconscious and sometimes conscious feeling of superiority to women, 
This has been so indefinite, however, that I do not lay too much stress on it at present. I must reiterate power as the keynote. Every weak yielding, impossibly to me at least of what I will call the impulsive philosophy, that is, philosophy, of being guided by emotion and sentiment to the exclusion of reason. Reason must coordinate, if not dominate, and at least impulse must not dominate. This is my second outline, but I am going to disregard the foolish system of dates. Time is to attain anything. I realize the folly of saying at a certain date I will stop this or that, I will reform in this or that. All I can do is to attempt to live up to a certain standard as fast as I have decided it to be best, and to endeavour to drop off everything that pulls me down as soon as possible. Havana, July 20, 1912. Last day in Havana. At last my counting of each day, as bringing nearer to my goal, is about to end. Whether my return is productive of results commensurate with my expectations or not, my relief at the suspension of the agony of the struggle down here is so deep and heartfelt that I could shout for joy. I at least have several good weeks behind me, and every day in which I make the slightest progress in any direction whatever is bound to react favourably. For the present I reiterate my outline of philosophy of June 25th and July 3rd. I intend to blank, control pending a readjustment. At any rate, for a year intend to have nothing to do with fast women. I do not say anything about intercourse without monetary consideration, but am unlikely to have much chance, as I will not be looking for it. Until I am settled in, relaxation will be the rule. With the least worry and the line of least resistance for a month or so, I should be in a much better frame of mind to accomplish anything than by keeping up this constant nervous strain. Hope and confidence mark the last day, and I count the year as a leaf in my book of experience, and looking back do not regret my year in the tropics. August 1, 1912. Blank has a cottage for the summer. The month of July was the best one for some time. I have at last realized the futility of expecting to make great changes in my habits of life in a day and, therefore, attach less importance to a certain date for this or that as I have done previously. Suffice it that, after a month, I can look back and notice a slight improvement, more self-control and a stronger determination. This, I find, is the case now, and with the prospect of a month of healthy activity and absence of nervous and morbid thoughts, the present month should be one of the best of the year, and if a quiet determination without the passion of heretofore will help me, this seems assured. System will be the keynote as far as it does not interfere with the rights of others, for here I cannot be too selfish in my attempt to reach a certain standard, and besides I have no intention of becoming a slave to system, as I heartily dislike red tape but I can start preparing myself for the big fight when I return home next month by making each day count. August 12, 1912. Since the first I have been through an intense struggle the worst yet. Being greatly disappointed at the unfriendly attitude of the family to my ideas, disgusted and tired, day by day I became more worried. Heated argument resulted in open charges of immorality on their part, that is, they considered my views immoral. 
last night was the culmination of all this for the first time i actually threw over all my plans and ambition and contemplated suicide many times the thought had crossed my mind before but it was always as a possibility in the dim future but yesterday the thought materialized i carried on a terrific mental struggle in bed and the will to live triumphed i will fight on but i will be more and more egotistical i realize the vast gulf between me and the rest of my family it is insurmountable and my last hope now centres on my return to blank my mother is pliable and i may be able to sufficiently dominate my brother and my sister to fight it out there without too much interruption which is the bone of my present situation friday august twenty three nineteen twelve gradually throwing off that almost inborn habit we have of acting as a pose for others i must sometimes act in a way which must appear immoral when such is far from the actual truth in the endeavour weak it is true as yet to rise above good and evil the only criterion is sometimes whether such and such an act makes for weakness if it does it transgresses against nature and i make the definition that anything which does not go against nature is neither good nor evil from this point of view moral issues do not enter into the question to the same extent i am going to put into writing the distinction i make between conceit and egoism conceit is exemplified by the young man who shallow of heart and brain dresses in fancy clothes and parades around so that the girls can admire him this is one instance i take to contrast it with blank with the desire to express myself to be an artist to live the fullest life possible or whatever my precise object may be it is absolutely necessary to be damn independent i have found the family very impatient and out of accord with my views and rejecting their ideals of a man very conventional i must of necessity make a break because the petty bickering engendered is bound to dissipate my energy without anything being accomplished having attained more positive views later i may see fit to resume the old status being safeguarded by grim determination and absolute sincerity as far as possible believing as i do that truth is only relative the conflict is not only between reason and passion but also between naturalism and if i may put it unnaturalism that is i want to act natural according to my nature rather than to set up an ideal opposed to my nature and endeavour to live up to it the only trouble is that i have various moods and at the time i really believe that each one is the right one however by gradually dropping on natural habits caused by trying to conform i hope to reach an impregnable position in so far that i am willing to lose everything for freedom to live my own life believing that this seeming selfishness makes for the best for myself family and all others because even though wrong in many things if my nature is wrong it is better to be wrong and be myself than to be what i honestly believe to be wrong and please others sunday september one nineteen twelve beginning a new month although full of hope as usual at the beginning of anything i also feel rather humble after my previous egoism thus i go from mood to mood but the turning point is at hand i cannot be tossed around like a bark without rudder or sail much longer 
and with my tendency to extremes, feeling that I have much power for good or evil in this world, one course I must enter on with the greatest determination. Having willed to live at the moment of despair, I must needs live with sincerity and without conforming. A little more forbearance will do me good, and certainly the events of the past few weeks have been a sore trial. I have undoubtedly made a fool of myself, but still acknowledging my ideal, feel determined as ever, if chastened. I candidly must say or write that, blank, questions are still open, but I intend to get right down to action towards a literary career, meanwhile gradually attaining the thing which I have been struggling for, not peace of mind exactly, but the feeling that I am doing my best in a sincere manner under the circumstances, namely that I must go through life with health impaired to a greater or less extent, that I am inclined to extremes, pessimistic or very cheerful, even childish, by turns, that life appeals to me when I think as terribly inevitable that I have a tendency to degeneracy at times, which I feel I can overcome to a certain extent by heroic measures that the happiness of a home and children of my own may be denied me. With these prospects before me, my fighting blood is up, and I simply have got to go on and up, or disintegrate altogether. There is no halfway measure for me, and I would have it so. I write with absolute sincerity now. October 2, 1912 Another month rolls on, despite my having written that I do not count by dates now. I find it convenient to note whether or not I have made any progress in this way. I have. The same old struggle between passion and intellect was continued, at one time intellectual and philosophical, calmness animating me, and then low passion, but the net is surely but slowly, faster now, closing. I came home, loafed around the house, read, dreamed, did nothing. Then, in a burst of energy, purchased a typewriter, an unabridged dictionary, supplies, taking some seventy dollars from my scanty savings. Later, I repented of this. Why all this preliminary to a conventional routine existence? Why not go away, gamble, attempt to gain all by a single throw? Why struggle to no end? But deep down something always says, go on, you have it in you. Well, I recovered myself again calling on Nietzsche as my guide, not that I had read his works, but I had read about him and his philosophy of the superman, will to live because it is painful, and I will take a fierce joy in life. It is hard to drop those passionate dreams born of romance, but I know that happiness is not for me, not the happiness of convention or even sex unconventionally, but perhaps a certain amount of intellectual satisfaction, and the thrill that comes from reading the masterminds which respond in me, the thrill as I feel willing to make any sacrifice for my ideals, reaffirmed by a perusal of several of Ibsen's plays within the last few days, Schopenhauer's Studies in Pessimism, and a part re-perusal of Haldane Macfall's book about Ibsen. As I read Schopenhauer today, I realized suddenly that there are more than one varieties of dolls' houses, and it is indeed one that those who go on living in their dreams away from life live in, hoping some day to have happiness or pleasure from the realization of their dreams. No, too long have I postponed facing the situation. No longer must I dream, I must act. I cannot fail. 
worldly honour is not success if i be true to myself i succeed the world notwithstanding i have a few more studies to make rather i mean i am just beginning before i have a definite philosophy subject of course always to change as new experience or observation serves to confirm or reject schopenhauer ibsen tolstoy nietzsche and others must still give me their message in full before i can glean from them sufficient to test my own observations but in the final analysis my own individuality my own judgment must be supreme i yield to none schopenhauer is right when he says we should not fill up on other men's learning before we have experiences ourselves blank has been one of my great mistakes and the resulting confusion has paralyzed me but now i read but to learn not to adopt without searching criticism and meanwhile i may begin working so long as i keep unsullied by any more very bad outbursts forward i must go and if i am carried off at any time i have not failed the ideal still being nursed with that tender passionate regret that emerson speaks of a new era is dawning for me in spite of misunderstanding seeming selfishness on my part sacrifice of my best nature the spark still lives a few more months of renunciation and i have myself in hand and then whatever the difficulties ever onward and upward End of section 5